0: So the big question is, how do health experts like you generate more income, impact more people, and create businesses that work around their lifestyle and serve their family? If you want the answer to that question, then you're in the right place. Whether you're a dietitian, a nutritionist, or nutrition coach, this is for you. My name is Dr. Javier Carlin, and welcome to The Practice Revolution. We are a movement that is revolutionizing the way private practices are built so you can practice on your terms. Join us and follow along as we learn, apply, and share the top business growth strategies that we're using to grow our own business and to help you grow yours using only the best insights and advice from top industry leaders. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. So welcome back to the Practice Revolution Podcast. My name is Dr. Javier Carlin. I am your host. And today I have uh, a beautiful special guest. Uh, We're super excited to have here, Amy, uh, the reimbursement dietitian. Uh, She is a successful private practice dietitian who's passionate about helping dietitians create a profitable nutrition private practice using an insurance-based model. Together with her husband, Mark Plano, she runs a profitable Plano program. A health and wellness-based center in Orange. Uh, is it Orange, Orange County, Connecticut? It's Connecticut.
1: You nailed it. Yeah, Orange, Connecticut. Connecticut's the size of a toenail, so like you can just say Connecticut and like it's all good. It's all same. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, and so uh, Amy has, uh, she's able to help them through uh, both coaching programs, online resources, and seminars. And she also teaches dietitians exactly how to use health insurance to make money in their nutrition practice. So uh, Amy, I'm super happy to have you here. Uh, Thanks for being on the show.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So Amy, why don't we start with maybe a little bit about uh, your background, your story and how you got to where you are today?
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, my story, it seems like it was so long ago. So Um, I did my internship in 2006-2007 at Yale New Haven Hospital, Um, and I was fortunate enough when I graduated from my internship, um, I had a job waiting for me in the outpatient clinic. Um, And so I worked outpatient while I was kind of doing my side hustle, which was building my insurance-based practice. Um, I became with credentials with the insurance companies probably within two months of becoming a registered dietitian and I literally didn't know my arm from my asshole. So like it was kind of like, you know, kind of full throttle going into it. Um and then I actually I think I'm a different type of, I don't know if I'm a different type of dietitian. I worked outpatient um for about seven years before I went full time into my private practice. And I actually really enjoyed my job. I know um I know I was making no money doing it, but I know a lot of dietitians have had really bad clinical experiences, but working outpatient I really enjoyed it. And I personally felt for what I was doing in my side hustle, which was my private practice, it was really teaching me the skill set that I kind of needed because we did some billing outpatient. You know, it was basically like running your own private practice was very similar to what I was doing in the clinic. So I honestly have like no regrets about working clinical for seven years. When I left Yale in 2014 to go full-time into my private practice, um, I felt very well-prepared. I gave like a six or an eight-month notice, Um, and in addition to working at Yale New Haven Hospital in the diabetes clinic for all that time, I also taught as a full-time professor um, at a local university. So, um, I taught at both the master's level and then I taught, um, both, um, undergrad. And then at one point I was the DPD director. So I kind of wore a bunch of different hats over there, but that allowed me some time to build my practice. Um, so I think I kind of started a little bit different than most dietitians because I did start outpatient. Um, but I am sincere when I tell you that I am grateful for those seven years because, you know, I was, presented with a lot of opportunities, which I think kind of paved the road for kind of where I ended. Yeah.
0: Yeah. that That's incredible. And so, you know, I am curious because a, a lot of uh, what we hear, which I'm sure you hear a lot of yeah. too, is that when you're, when you're working, you, just to clarify, you were working yeah. full time throughout those seven years.
1: Yeah. So I worked full time and, and, and in full transparency, my, my husband would probably say, like, I say, I probably was working like 80 hours. My husband would probably say I was working like a hundred hours, but like because oh. I was like juggling kind of like, you know, you know, I kind of do like if I I usually I almost always had two jobs, right? So mm-hmm. it's like it would either be like go to the clinic and then after the clinic, um, you know, go to my private practice from four to eight PM or on the days when I taught, you know, it might be flip-flopped. So like most, you know, for that seven years, I was working, I don't want to say around the clock, but I knew personally, and maybe like you, you guys felt this as well as business owners is that I really like, I needed to put in the time, like I needed to do the reps. Right. And so I knew that there would be a light at the end of the tunnel, but like, I was kind of like head down, like, let's do this. Like, cause I knew that eventually it would get better and it did. And now I have like the dream job, but I wasn't really like upset with putting in that work because Mm -hmm. I don't know. I didn't feel entitled. Like I felt that I really had to like, I don't know, like with anything, like, so I did work a lot and mm-hmm. I did work most days, but in full transparency, like I don't have any regrets about that. Like, cause yeah. I think it may be who I am today. And I appreciate. How far I've come, you
0: know. Absolutely, no. I think that that's incredible, and so I was going to ask you how how you were able to to manage, you know, the the full time uh, job and also your your side business, right? Because yeah. that's what we hear a lot of. It's like you know, I'd love to be able to see clients one to one on the side. But after I work, you know, 40 hours a week or 50 hours a week, like I'm exhausted, I'm drained. I don't feel like talking to anyone anymore.
1: Of course, like, of course.
0: And, and it's understandable. And at the same yes. time, you know, it's, it's also like understanding like what you have to do what you have to do to get 100%. what percent in life. Right. And so I was going to ask you how you managed to do it, but it sounds like you just, you work double.
1: <laughs> I just did it. And I, but yeah. I really felt like in my heart of hearts that like, it was all going to pay off and, and it did, you know what I mean? But I, mm-hmm. I think as a coach, as a mentor, I think that is, you know, I think it's hard to, I think that's the hardest piece is that. Cause there are a lot of business coaches that not to see that they inflate You know, success, but I was definitely not an overnight success. Like, you know what I mean? And I feel like in my life and in my world, like nothing is easy. And like, you know, from the mistakes that I've made, like I just feel like, like nothing is given to us. Mm -hmm. And so I honored and respected that journey. But I think it's hard to explain to new dietitians, especially in this day and age when everything is somewhat, I don't want to say handed or given or they're like, you know, things come, you know, things are so instantaneous. And I think that was very different for me that, like, this was kind of pre Facebook and, you know, a lot of these things before I started my business. And so, like, it was really just like, I've always kind of been about the long game. Okay. I think as dieticians, it's so easy to get wrapped up in the details and like the acute and the short term plan. Mm. But for me, I knew I always wanted to build an empire. And I knew that building, you know, like, building something that was worthwhile was going to take a long time
2: yeah so that's
0: That's huge. I mean so so much to take away from that and you know a couple things I wanted to bring up because you mentioned the idea of like I know this is not going to be an overnight success and I'm willing to put in the work right and a lot of people think that oh I'm going to put one social media post and like oh my god why don't I have clients
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh my God. Me to do, I, put up,
0: I put up the social media post and like I'm not hitting six figures yet. Like, what the heck? Uh, and so and so what's yeah. interesting though, is that in the grand scheme of things, right, um with like the tools that we have today, like there are people who who do reach you know pretty crazy levels of success, of success within a year, within two years, within three. Sure. And what's interesting though, is that uh, a lot of people aren't willing to to sacrifice and put in the work to be able to get there. But if you think about it, you just went to school for, I mean, your entire life, but at least yeah, 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 yeah. seven years, right, to get seven to, years, right, where 100%. you're working in a job that you don't necessarily love for most people. I know you did for most yes, people.
2: Yes, of course, of course. Right?
0: And, and then it's like, what's another three years of like hitting it, hitting, hitting the pavement to completely change your life forever, right? Yeah. And so I think that's an interesting perspective, right? It definitely doesn't happen overnight, but yeah. you've already... You know, everyone who's listening to this, like you already work hard.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Working hard on the wrong things.
1: Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I think like kind of the concept of you're referring to is this is something that I remind myself a lot of is like, you know, short, you know, short-term discomfort, like asking myself the question and I am I willing to sit in short-term discomfort, you know, for long-term success. Mm. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it's like, you know, because I think as entrepreneurs, there's a lot of moments that are messy. There's a lot of moments that are uncertain. And, you know, there's very few days, you know, that I wake up and everything goes right. And so like, there's a lot of moments of being uncomfortable. And I think the successful, you know, healthcare providers are willing to, you know, are willing to kind of sit there and feel that Knowing that there's something on the other side, mm-hmm. and knowing that working through whatever those struggles are, are going to make them a stronger provider, a stronger entrepreneur. Like, because I, a lot of times I say, like, I failed my way to the top, right? I fail, like, you know what I mean? If you're not failing, then I question, kind of, you know, are you really putting yourself out there and taking the risk that you need, mm-hmm. you know, to order to, in order to move your business forward?
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. There was there was something subtle that you said uh, that I thought was so powerful and profound. So I, I wrote it down. Is the the difference? I believe, and and I, I'd love to hear your your take on this. You said I believed that I was going to to take this somewhere big. Like I believed that this was going. To, I believed that that this was actually going to be worth my time. Hundred
1: percent. <laughs> I think at,
0: at the root of it, a lot of people. They they don't you know use their time and energy into into doing what it takes because they don't really believe hundred percent on the other side of it is the success that they're that they're looking for.
1: Yeah. There's that I love this quote. It's like I forgot who said it, but like you're successful the moment you say you are, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, self-efficacy as a healthcare provider is something that's really, you know, obviously. It takes putting in the reps and, and getting the experience, but I really believe, and 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 what I try to foster in my clients is like, as much of that self-efficacy as I can bring out, because the reality is that the reason that I am successful is because I believe in everything that I do, mm. right? I believe in my products, my services. I believe when I show up on social media, my message, I believe that showing up and not delivering that message is a disservice because it's keeping other people from that. So I, th- and, I and and, and, don't get me wrong. I think it's, it's, it's much easier said than done, mm-hmm. but like, if you don't believe in yourself and you do not believe in the service that is that you sell, then you shouldn't be selling them to begin with. You know what I mean? 100% because it's like it's like you have to and and like i knew from the beginning and i and i think that this goes back to kind of our training is that like you know it's like there's nothing that we really can't do it's like we go you know it's like and now it's got like the masters i mean i had a masters too but it's like i had this like almost like 10 year degree because i had a double bachelors i had like so many years of school that like there was no reason why i couldn't be successful right you know what i mean but I think the difference between myself and other private practice dietitians is like, I really believe like at the core of what I do, who I am, how I help, like, I believe in that. And I know it's kind of, it's so like, it's so funny because I'm a very Western, like kind of medicine. I'm definitely not a woo person, but I can tell you that when I watch the dietitians go through my coaching programs. I can single-handedly tell, you know what I mean? Like who is going, you know, it's like when that moment of success is, you know, the moment of success for me watching them is when I see that they also believe in themselves, but you know, it's so imposter syndrome, all of those things, those things are real. And it's much easier said than done. But as soon as that dietitian or that health provider or that CNS, as soon as they walk into that space and like, you know, it like as a coach, as a mentor, like you're like, they get it. Like they know their worth. And like everything else past that point is like so easy. You know what I mean? So I just think that it all, I think that a lot of times, especially too, we look outside, right? Like things like podcasts, books, you know, we're on social media. We're constantly looking to outside sources for what success looks like. But mm-hmm. the reality is, is like, success is gonna be different for everybody And it's always going to start here. You know what I mean? And so it's like, you you know, that's why like a lot of times I turn off everything and I just sit here with my notebook and I'm like, like, how can I do better? How can I do better by our field? Like, because sometimes I start looking and I'm looking at other business, like, what is everybody else doing that looks better? But the reality is like, that's going to be different for me. So um, I just think sometimes, sometimes we overcomplicate it, like, oh, you know what I mean, in terms of I think where. All,
0: I think all, <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Really you know, yeah,
1: it's everything. like yeah. you get to call the shots on what your business looks like and what yeah. that feels like to you.
0: So yeah. true. That's so true. And I think everyone. Yeah, that that's a great lesson for everyone. And ultimately, I, you know, a couple a couple of things um two things so on that specifically um the, the phrase uh that we've been using that i forgot who we heard it from initially um but it's like simplicity scales right yes. and complexity fails so of course a lot of the times what we love that what we try to do is we try to overcomplicate things and actually i think uh tony robbins says this he says uh, complexity is the enemy of achievement Right, because as soon as we think something's so complex, oh, I can't do that, so we kind of retreat back and never do it. But in reality, uh, the the truth is simple, right? Yes. And the things that you have to do to be successful are simple. It's 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 lies that are complicated. <laughs> and so and so it can it can definitely be simple. And the second thing, you know, when we're talking about belief, and uh, you know, I know you said it, not too woo woo, but yeah, 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 yeah. I do I do believe that. You know, we have to see things in our mind first, kind of like a like a sandwich, right? Before we make the sandwich, we have a vision of what this sandwich is going to look like. Is it going to have peanut butter? Is it going to have jelly? Is it going to have ham? Is it going to have, you know, whatever? And so we visualize it, and we're like, "Mm, that looks delicious in my mind. I'm going to go make it, (laughs) right? And so there is something about manifestation, but I believe manifestation is like it's in your mind. Then you actually go do something about it. Of course, of course. (laughs) Not like I'm going to sit here and think, and I'm going to wake up and a sandwich is going to be made. That'd be awesome. That would be
1: amazing. Would, and I thought, yes, I would, I agree with that.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: but there's, you know, we, there's this phrase, uh, you know, I'll, what is it? I'll believe it when I see it.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. i believe it
0: when I see it. And I think we should flip that. Yeah. And it's like, you'll actually see it when you believe it.
1: hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer, like, you know, and like, I spend a lot of time, you know, kind of, practicing gratitude in the morning and like practicing gratitude at night, because I do really believe as, you know, once again, not being woo, but I do believe that once you, what you think about, you bring about. And like, I am fascinated by that power of projecting. And it's like, if I were to go through, like, I'm a notebook, you know what I mean? I literally have like six notebooks on my desk right now. Um, you know, but like, If I were to go through my old notebooks and what I set as business goals, what I set as personal goals, it is fascinating to see that, you know, that, you know, obviously a lot of those have, have been met, but you know what I mean? I I do really think you have, I think that that's, I think sometimes at least for somebody like me that like, not to say that I poo-pooed that stuff because clearly I've been doing it for like the last decade, but there was definitely like a piece of myself like that was like only hard work pays off, you know, Mm -hmm. but you have to have this like vision, you know, of what it is that you want in your life. And I think it's really important that like, that also changes over time, you know what I mean? Um, but I do spend a lot of time. I mean, I do like a gratitude journal, like an intention journal in the morning, like almost every single day. Like when I tell you like religiously, Mm -hmm. um, and then I do, before I go to bed at night, like, kind of revisit some of those, but like, like what would make tomorrow better, right? Mm -hmm. Like based on kind of how this day went, you know what I mean? Like, what can I do better tomorrow? You know, so Mm -hmm. I do think it's really important to, you know, to think about, you know, kind of what, you know, what your goals are, personal, professional, like I spend a lot of time there. And I also spend a lot of time like the things that I'm grateful for, Hmm. because I think as an entrepreneur, sometimes life can feel like really heavy. Everybody's, you know, it's like, everybody's like, whether or not you're an entrepreneur or
0: not. And I always always say this, right. Because like, you know, stuff happens in life in general. Yeah. And entrepreneurship is kind of like a roller coaster with things are great. Things are not so great. Things are great. Some things are not so great. But then I think about it. I'm like, well, same thing happens when you have a job. Like,
2: exactly. Exactly. Great, they're not
0: so great. Things are great. They're not so great. So it's the same thing. So.
2: Hundred percent.
0: Entrepreneurship—that's the like the thing that we yeah. should, should avoid, right? It's yeah. going to happen no matter what. I think the cool thing about it is—is is that this one has no. There's no limits. Yeah. Typically, in another environment, you do. Um, but I think it's just you know, like you said, being intentional.
2: Yeah. About,
0: about your day, about who Super you surround yourself with about your standards and what you'll, what you'll accept and what you won't. Uh, 100%. I And yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you.
1: Yeah. And I think like, yeah, like I said, and I think like, even on our darkest days, there's still so much to be grateful for, mm, Yes, you know? And like, I think when you, when you really put things in perspective, it's like the, you know, it's like, I don't know. I like to think that the world is a really good place. Like, you know, unless somebody gives me a reason to believe otherwise, like I do, I do believe, like, I do believe in the good of the world. And I think sometimes it's easy, like, you know, to kind of get wrapped up in like all of the, all of the things that are not going right. But at at the end of the day, it's just like, I'm so grateful. Like, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity as a registered dietitian to be self-employed, like, you know, independent of anything else, like, I just, I'm, I feel so blessed. I'm so appreciative. I'm like appreciative of the process. I'm appreciative of all that I've been through. Like, I don't know, like everything, like, even like when I'm going down in the elevator, like, I'm just so like, I'm so grateful. Like, you know what I mean? And like, I try to never let that slip away, no matter like how good the day is. And no matter how bad the day is, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? There's still just a lot to be grateful for. So, yeah.
0: so yeah. true. So yeah. true. And it, it's so it's so interesting, because to, to that point, uh, and for all of you listening, like, it's so we were, we shouldn't feel bad about kind of always looking at what's wrong, because we're actually programmed that way. It's a survival instinct, right? It's like, you can be driving, you know, in traffic or, or driving back home. And there and you're and then, you know, there's traffic, and you're like, Oh, why is there traffic? And literally, there's an accident on the, on the side of the road. Everyone, what's actually causing the traffic is that everyone is slowing down to look at it, right? And that's yeah, what causes exactly. the traffic in the first place. But you know, we're we're actually our, our brain is looking for what's wrong naturally and looking for survival and looking for the negative. And so yeah. there could be a beautiful sunset happening at yes. the exact same yes. time. <laughs> Exact same time. <laughs> and no one's there like, wow, let me slow down exactly. traffic. Sunset's beautiful. <laughs> <Right>?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah. And so,
0: and so with the gratitude practice, right, it's like constantly like remembering, no, there, there, there's always, whenever there's something negative, there's always something very positive that we can also 100%. be uh, grateful about. And that that is always there. And so when you do that, your life just becomes better. Uh, oh, so, it sure
1: does. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It, it just changes your perspective. You know, when I used to be, even when I used to be clinical and like, I used to drive to work, uh, you know, I used to have to be there at like seven, you know, cause I had like another five jobs to go after I had that job done. And like I remember like, I would just drive, you know, this was before like serious radio and like, you know, all of these things and just, that's would be my practice. Is Like while I would drive, there would be like a 20 minute drive is like to go, you know, cause you know, you're going into your clinical job. It's like, you're punching a clock. It's like, okay. That's, that would be more of a time for me to even practice it as well. So yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So, like I said, that, that's one of my favorite parts of my day, you know and it's kind of like a non-negotiable. Yeah.
0: Hey, how's it going? Thank you so much for the messages we get daily in our inbox on how much you're loving these episodes. If you like this episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. We deeply appreciate it as it helps us get more episodes out to more people, just like you, who want to know how to increase their income, impact more people, and build businesses that work for the lifestyle that they want and that serve their family at the highest possible level. It literally takes about sixty seconds to contribute to the mission of transforming the world's health, one practice at a time. Thank you so much. Now back to the show. I love yeah. it. I love it, Amy. So, so I'm sure throughout your journey, everything's been rainbow and butterflies. Everything. <laughs> we haven't had any footballs, Nothing. Uh, but- no,
2: definitely not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, definitely but-
0: not. T- tell us, tell us a little bit about any, and I, I'll use if it were failure because everyone understands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. but sure, I, I, sure. I would assume you like me probably don't see failure like most people do. Yes. Um, so, so what has been your biggest failure and what did you learn from it?
1: Of course, that's a really good question. And I, I think like, you know, failure is obviously like a relative term, you know, and, um, you know, and I, and I. I think sometimes too with social media too, like sometimes like as, as businesses and coaches, like sometimes a lot of times, like we spend a lot of time in like the highlight reel because we're promoting our businesses. And that was one of the things that, you know, I promised myself when I did start becoming a coach and a mentor that I was going to be more transparent about like the good, the bad and the ugly. Right. And, um, You know, so like I would say single-handedly, one of the things that that shaped the way and it and it works well for all of my clients is, you know, one of the biggest things that I went through in 2017 was I went through an IRS audit. And one of the things that I had done wrong was I wasn't set up properly as a business entity. And Mm. I was a sole proprietor making you know, well over six figures. And so um, my husband and I were selected for what's called a national project audit. Mm. And it's basically for like outliers when, you know, they're trying to do investigations. Like it's not normal really for dietitians to make the amount of money that I was making. And so while it was a national project audit and it was part of an ongoing experience for the IRS, it allowed them to go into not only one year of our taxes, but two years of our taxes. Um, and you know the, you know while it was a very traumatic experience because if you Google like national project audit, like the first thing that comes up is like absolute like nightmare because it's a line by line audit, and so they go through every single expense that you declare, and they literally want to see a receipt for everything. And the point of the story is that we were set up like, we never slow, you know, it's like my, one of my favorite sayings now is like, and I say it all the time to my clients is like, slow down to speed up. And I think in this world of like, just, you know, we hit the ground running and we don't do all of the things that we're supposed to do. And, you know, it's like, it's, you know, and at some point it is too late. So we were set up as sole proprietors. We should have really even been S-corps at the time. They went into all of our things and, you know, aside from it being traumatic, like I remember being my 40th birthday, I was in New York city and I, and I was getting a call, you know, from the IRS agent, like we need, you know, it's like subpoenaing my records from bank of America. Like it was all of the things that you thought it would be, but at the end of the day, that made me so much better. And while it was a $40,000 plus education in IRS, like I learned so much and I know it sounds really kind of frightening, but I'm grateful for that experience (laughs) because my business is rock solid now. And it's allowed me to share that wisdom because most people who know me, like there's very few things I think in the world of business that like, I'm very opinionated about, like, I, am you know, it's like, I'm an insurance-based dietitian, but I also see value in cash-based dietitians. Like I'm a pretty neutral person, but like when it comes to me watching other health practitioners do things incorrectly, it's really given me pause to be like, okay, like, no, 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 no. Like it's, it's the rare moments that I am very opinionated about because I never want anybody to go through that experience. So it's forced, you know, and so it forced us to get set up right Um, And like I said, I feel like now I can teach it to my clients Um, and not to say that I am an accountant by any means, Um, I learned so much. And like at the time, like I said, I remembered like it's my, you know, I remember my husband surprising me with a trip with my whole family to New York city for my 40th birthday. And I will never forget the way that I felt getting those calls but I'm so proud of myself with how far I've come. You know what I mean? Like, and so it's just like, I don't think that that was a failure, but I do see a lot of dietitians and one of the rules now, and I, and I, once again, it's like, I always say to dietitians, it's like, it's not about making the mistake because we all make mistakes. It's about continuing to make that mistake. Right. And so like, I think that's where, and so that's why in my, you know, and and so now in my coaching program, like I have very specific requirements when people apply that like, I won't let them in until, and, and once again, there's a reason behind it. Like I want them set up so they never have to go through what I needed to go through. So, um. and once again, it's kind of like that tough love because sometimes I see people like racing to get, you know, I always say to people like private practice is always gonna be here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's get you set up properly. Um, you know, so you can confidently navigate this. But yeah, I learned so much from that experience that, like, once again, I am very grateful. Once and 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 in full transparency, people always hear this story and they they freak out that they're gonna get. It's it's so unlikely, and the fact that you know what I mean. So I don't want people to listen to this podcast and freak out. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I just wasn't set up properly, and that was really on me. Right? Like I like you know, we just went too fast. You know what I mean? I had an LLC set up, but I just didn't operate under it. For sure. Yeah, It was a good learning experience. Um, And like I said, I'm grateful that it happened then, not, you know, now, you know, so yeah.
2: Yeah, no,
0: that's, that's, yeah, thank you so much (laughs) for sharing that. I could only imagine how scary uh, it must have felt at the time. Uh, and so, you know, it's not like, you know, we're saying, oh yeah, that's go you're going through it and you're like, oh yeah, cool as a cucumber, right? No, it's after the fact, you're like, okay,
2: yes. What can
0: I learn from this? <laughs> exactly. And uh and I think exactly. I think what you said is so powerful. It's like, it's okay to make mistakes.
2: Oh, totally. You're all gonna make
0: mistakes. And, you know, uh Amy can help you avoid them. We obviously uh coach people as well and we help them avoid many mistakes. But even then, there's gonna be some that are unique to you there's going to be some that we didn't have a chance to talk about and it's okay right it's it's okay but i think the the error is making the mistake again right sure. that's where we have to kind of stay, take a step back and be like okay no this cannot happen one more time exactly let me, let me learn the lesson from this and do what i have to do to make sure it doesn't happen uh so yeah that's that's an amazing uh amazing story so thanks for sharing that
2: yeah of course um, of
0: course You know, I, I remember at the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned something about uh, doing what you have to do and putting yourself out there uh, because I believe you said it's, it's not, it's not, if you really want to help people, you have to kind of put yourself aside sometimes and, and go after it. So uh, tell me more about that. Have you always been that comfortable with putting yourself? Uh,
1: no, No, like, no. And I think that's like, I, it's so important that people hear like this, so it's like, When I got married, like, I didn't want to have a wedding shower when I got married because, like, I was always really, like, insecure. I never wanted anybody to look at me, like, I, for whatever reason, it's just, like, I didn't want to wear a strapless gown. Like, I had all of these, like, hang-ups about myself. I didn't want to, you know what I mean? And so it's, like, then I was, like, so it's, like, I've always been really insecure. But what I started to really realize, my husband said to me one time, like it was like a, like a busy Saturday in my private practice where I used to probably see like 10 to 12 patients on a typical Saturday morning. And he said to me, like, why aren't more dietitians doing what you're doing? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, have you seen like the strife that I've gone through? You know, I was like, there's such a knowledge deficit between like where I am now and where I started. And like, it really clicked to me that no matter how insecure I was about like just getting up on camera, I remember like, I remember where I was when I recorded my first Instagram story and I recorded about 150 times, you know what I mean? But the way that I look at a lot of this is that if you really believe in your services, your programs, your packages, it's doing the people that they benefit a disservice not telling them about it because i think marketing and sales is really like it's really more like a dance where some di- where some dietitians kind of see it more like going to war mm. i really see it as like positioning your you know what i mean like people don't know that you exist unless you show up
2: 100%. and
1: you know and so like i said every single day when i i usually do like an instagram story but it's less like i have to go like one two three four five go. Like, you know what I mean? Because no matter like, and I have to say that on the, it's, it's more important for me to show up than it is how I look or how I feel about myself. Um, because I'm scared just like everybody else. Like, you know what I mean? I just know that the message that I have is more important than the, you know, it's like that kind of concept of like, be afraid, but do it anyway. You know what I mean? Um, but, and that's what makes you brave. Um, well,
0: that's, that's the thing, right? I, I always say, like, you don't get, you don't say, Oh, tomorrow I'm going to wake up. I'm going to feel so much more confident. I'm going to have courage. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah, no. how that works. That's how it works. No. You, you gain the courage by doing the things, even though you feel the fear, right? Yeah. That becomes easier. And then you do the other thing that you fear. And, and then that's how you become courageous. <laughs>
1: but I, I think that everybody thinks that like everybody sees, like, I don't want to say that this is the end product of, of you and I, but it's just like, it's like, you know, it's like we go through, or we've been through the exact same insecurities that everybody 100%. else does, but we just did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, because we knew on the other side of, cause we believed in what we had to offer. Like it was of such value that like we kind of self-sacrificed on some level, but yeah, I, I wish my husband was here. Cause he would like. I die a slow death every single day because my husband is my biggest fan, but like he'll be in the other room, like watching my Instagram story, and I'm like, shut it down. Like, I can't (laughs) hear myself. Like, he's like, why? He's like, you know, I'm your biggest. I'm like, no. Like, he's like, you're so weird. And I was just like, please, like, don't do it. Like, you know what I mean? Because, like, I don't want to hear myself. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's so weird, but like, I, I go through the same stuff that everybody else goes through. <laughs> and
0: so it's so hard to to admit, but you know, we did um so we did an uh, ABC action news segment uh yeah. with, with one of our, our coaches uh, at the start of this year. I gotta be honest with everyone, I haven't watched it. Like it's a two-minute thing. I have not looked, I have not seen it. I have not seen the, re- the recording, none of it, because yeah. of the same reason. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to hear myself. I, I feel like I could have done better and I just prefer not to watch it
1: hundred percent.
2: And, I, and yeah.
0: so, and for whatever reason, I know as crazy as it sounds like that's, that's just, I haven't seen it yet. Maybe after this, I will. Um, but you know, yeah. all that's to say, like we, we experience all the same, emotions, all of
1: the same thing, all
0: the same things,
1: all of the same thing, if not deeper, like, you know what I mean? My mother-in-law is like, what do you mean you're not having a shower? And I was like, Like, like you put me in a chair and I tell you what to buy me for presents. Like, it's the whole thing is so crazy to me. Like, it's all about me. Like, it's so weird. Like, you know, so it's just like the Amy show, you know what I mean? And it's just like, that's not at all who I am. And if I could do my job, you know, like silently, you know what I mean? Like, I would probably prefer that, you know. But I know that the reality is that, like, showing up even when you don't want to, you know, if the information that you have is helpful, like if, you know, I love it when people will DM me or email me and say like, I've never done your coaching or, you know, I've never done this or that, but I follow you every single day on Instagram. And like, I've started my business and da, 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 da. And like, I sit here like in tears as I read that, because I always think with your services, I know you guys do like an incredible job with this. And I, I don't want to say that you and I are, you, you like, but there is, I always say that there's a continuum of services. And like one of the things I think you guys do and, and I do very well is like we offer free resources, as many free resources as we do paid resources, because I would imagine you believe, like I do, is that there's a continuum of what we can, what we and who we can service. And if we, even with our free products, if we over deliver with those, we can help people that maybe couldn't afford X, Y, and Z. And yep. so I always love to watch you guys giving away your free resources or like, do you want like, because I think so many dietitians say to me, like, like, oh my God, you give away so much for free. And I'm always like, you could never give, I could never give away enough free stuff. Like, what do you want? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and that, like. Yeah. I just think that piece is so important because that way people can benefit from your services. And mm-hmm. so while it requires more effort by all of us on the front end, giving people the experience or the, the the ability to get better by our free resources, I think is like like I said. I will sometimes dietitians will DM me and be like I can't believe you gave that away for free and I was like I will give away 10, like now that you told me that, like, I'm going to 10 times that because yeah. you know what I mean? I just think that 100%. it's so important to be accessible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And so, and so that is something that a lot of, a lot of people have some hesitations around is like, how much, yes. versus how much do I keep? And, yes, you
1: know, oh my God. Uh,
0: so it's very interesting. Cause even, even just this week, right. We're, we're in the middle of, we do challenges You know, every month, every other month, Uh, and we—I'd like to think—and I I would say the people that join us like to think, man, this is this is awesome. Like, you guys give a lot away, and so I'm curious, from your perspective, like, what is that balance, or is there a balance, and do you just give it all away? Like, how how do how do you see it? Yeah,
1: yeah, because I I honestly feel like you know it's like I you know before I started selling anything, selling any of my coaching, my mentorships, my programs. I always kind of had this mentality of like, serve first, sell second. And like, I know that that's, that sounds like a bad business model, but the reality is, is that, you know, it's like, most people don't need more information. They need more support with implementation. And I think that there's this like, you know, it's like, I think we've all been, victim to, I need another course, I need this, or like people will say, you know, should I take this course or what about this? And I'm just like, no, like you just need to do this shit. Like, you know what I mean? And so it's like, you know, I think at the end of the day, no matter how much free stuff I give away, there's still gonna be value, you know, for many people, for me hand holding and walking them through the process. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think there's that, like, yeah, I don't think and that's
0: both, and that's both true for for obviously the the business coaching side, but also for everyone who has their practice, right? Yes. I think it's a hundred percent what you said. It's you know give give the information for free. The information's out there, right? Especially <laughs> with tools
2: like ChatGPT
0: like and all this stuff, yes. like an excess of information. There's we're yes. the information. Uh, yes. the, the challenging part for most is like you said, the implementation, and that's what you're paying for.
2: Yeah. Right?
0: It's like, okay, well, how do I take this information and do it in the right order? Because sequence yeah. is very important. How do I how do I take this information and how do I actually, you know, get up every morning excited to implement this information? Do yes. I need some bit of accountability? Which, by the way, a lot of people also have, uh, they, their ego comes in. It's like, no, I can do this myself, right? Yeah. But what they forget is that we've been held accountable our entire <laughs> lives since we were in kindergarten. Right. We yeah. had a teacher, professor, a guide showing us step by step. Hey, you, you have to learn this. You're taking this exam. Then you get to go to the next level. And then we graduate. And it's like, all right, figure it out. And yeah. otherwise, so many people are lost. Well, it's because you don't have someone showing you the way. And it's totally normal. And everyone yeah. needs it for every aspect of life, whether 100%. it's mission, business, you know, everything, relationships, yes. et cetera. So. um anyway, I get excited about this stuff.
1: I do too. I do too. But so many people, I'm sure you have people like I do is like, everybody says to me, like, even people that I coach are like, I don't want to give away too much stuff for free. And I was like, are you out of your mind? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you're giving, somebody said to me the other day, like in my, my opt-in, I'm giving away all my secrets. I'm like, I literally give away my secrets, like every day to like strangers, like, and, and like, I wouldn't, I would never not do that. You know what I mean? And it's just like that part is, and I think it's like that scarcity mindset that, like, you know, and I'm just like, and that's why I always think like I love, like, I think I think it's just like the, you know, it's like, you know, everybody has a love language, but it's like I love giving people gifts. And so what I mean by that is like when somebody buys like a $30 product for me, like I, in my head want to deliver like 20 fold. And Mm. so it's like, when they get that $30 freebie, like, which is probably worth a couple hundred bucks, like they love it. And like, I love it that they love it. Like, you know what I mean? And so it's like, I think there's a time and a place in everybody's business for like premium products, but also, you know um, you know, high quality, high value, lower ticket products, um, you know, it's like I love to just watch people. Like, and
0: it's it's what you said, right? It's it's like a, a serving attitude first. Right. Like, how can yeah. I serve this person to like the max? Yeah. Right? And then everything else happens uh, after that. So uh, this has been so much fun, Amy. What what is um? I got two more questions for yes. you. So, yes. so what are your plans yes. uh, for life and business in the yes. next couple years?
1: Yeah. It's really interesting is that like, I think I've gone through, like, I, I think like as a typical business owner, always striving for the the next biggest, greatest, I've really kind of learned something like in the last couple of months, like, and it really kind of comes back to like slow down to speed up. And I think that as business owners, we're always looking for the next shiny object. Right. And so like, for some for some business owners, it's like create a membership or create this. And these are, you know what I mean? And what I've really realized is that it comes back to what we were talking about at the, at the beginning of our conversation is that it's about doing the boring stuff day in and day out. And like when you think about people that are champions in every field, I think sometimes it's so easy when things look really good in your business to say like, what should I be doing next? Because I'm like always like, should I be franchising? Should I be doing you know what I mean? Should I come up with a franchising model or a licensing model for my private practice? But the reality is, is, if you were to ask me and you see me like in a year down the road, I just want to continue doing what I'm doing at the same level and just refine it and make it better. Because mm-hmm. I think for so many of us, like it's like, you know, shiny object like the net, you know, but it comes back to exactly what you were talking about is like simple as best. Right. And if what I'm doing right now Is helping people and delivering results. Why do I need to do it any differently? You know what I mean? But I'm like, I, you know, it's like everybody's always like, do this, or somebody will call me and be like, and I'm like, you know, I really realized that like putting in the reps, just continuing to do the boring shit, like that's how you grow an empire. It's Uh not doing this, that, and and everything else. But because I think for a long period of time, I was always like, what snacks? And I was like, well, like, let me just keep on doing what I'm doing. Cause it's working.
2: Yeah. yeah. I know
1: that sounds like a weird response, no, but like-
0: no, that's, that's a great response. I actually, um, a few years ago, one of my first mentors, he put up a podcast and the title of the podcast was called, uh, getting rich is boring. And yeah. so at the time I was like, that, that doesn't make sense. Like yeah. being rich Uh, how how is being rich boring? But he said, getting rich. And so, and so now, you know, several years later, I'm like, ah, I see. Right. It's doing the boring, repetitive work day in and day out, uh, that, that gets you the success that you're looking for. Uh, The
1: harder, the harder you practice, the better you get right at whatever, whatever you do. Um and I think that sometimes new dietitians or people that are listening to this podcast like you know they think that you or I or Marissa like we're doing something that's grossly different but like the champions are just doing the same things day in and day out and they're learning what works and what doesn't work you know what I mean Absolutely. um but it's not like I think that people think that we all have a different skill set or we're doing something different behind the scenes but um but yeah I mean I I think that where where I see People go awry, and I see this a lot. Is when they do detour from what they're doing, right? And so, to your point, is like you have to be willing to sit and do the boring stuff in order to build.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, and, and at some point, hire someone to do it for you. So you
1: exactly.
0: Exactly. The next that ends up getting boring again. So
1: yeah, but that's where you'd find me. I think if I think if I've done if I played my cards right. I should be exactly where I am now. Just, you know, just refining the systems and doing it better.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Uh, Amy, this has been so much fun as we, as we wrap up here, do you mind sharing with our audience uh, where they can learn more about you, uh, your work and, and how you help people?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, um, so I have a lot of free resource. So my main website website is reimbursement Um, and I have everything from how to get started for free in the blog. I have resources on LLCs, um, you know, all of that information. So I have a lot of free resources on my website and then obviously paid resources as well. Um, and I am shockingly, I cannot even believe that I say this active on social media. Um, and I'm, I'm reimbursement underscore dietitian. Like it's so And what's even funnier to say, and I can't even believe that it comes out of my mouth is I have a YouTube channel called the reimbursement dietitian. It's so weird to say that, you know, (laughs) But once again, what I try to do on my YouTube channel is like the prop, like the main problems that I see that new dietitians experience, I will then go and do, you know, answer a whole question, you know, on that. So. Yeah. So that's where I'm most active. And then obviously, like I said, on, on like Instagram, every single day, um, I try to do, um, an Instagram story that will solve a problem that somebody DM me or asked me. Mm. Yeah. So it's like real world, but yeah, oh, it's like, crazy. yeah, it's crazy. Like, I can't believe I'm on like, it's so weird to be on these social media yeah.
2: platforms
1: for somebody who is like so deathly afraid of showing up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, that's, again, uh, I, I just love that. Obviously, you're very open about that for everyone. Yes. I'm, I'm sure there's someone listening right now that feels the exact same way. And the question is, how do you get over it? The answer is you don't. You do you it anyway.
2: Do
0: it. <laughs> do it. So, um, so, Amy, this has been a blast. Uh, I want to thank you so much for for spending time with me here today, and uh, we're definitely going to have to get you back on the show, maybe in the next few months, to announce something uh, something pretty special. So, uh,
2: yes, anyway. I would love that.
0: Sounds good. All right, awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much, everyone, and we will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I know your time is super valuable. And I know that you're here to learn how to grow a successful practice. So, I have something special just for you. If you're a health expert who is in business or is aspiring to be, and you're curious about how to grow a profitable, impactful business, you're going to want to pay attention. Because as a listener of this show, we want you to win. So, we've created a bundle of resources exclusively for the listeners of The Practice Revolution these resources are worth $7,000. So stick with me here. If you're tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you're ready to implement what's already proven to work rather than reinventing the wheel, you're going to want to send us a private message on Instagram at ThePracticeRevolution. And simply let us know that you listen to our podcast and we'll personally hand over $7,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching that is available only for listeners of this show. So, if you want to know how to increase your income, impact more people, and build a practice that works for the lifestyle that you want and that serves your family at the highest possible level, go ahead, send us a private message on Instagram at the practice revolution right now so you can win big in your practice and in your life. See you soon.